Welcome to the Healing Courageously podcast, where we engage in open, honest, and healthy conversation about everything from addiction, abuse, and recovery to marriage, family, and spirituality. We hope you find this podcast helpful. Our goal is that you will find a new way of living as you look closer at yourself in these areas of your life, which will lead to a happier and healthier you. Now here's your host, Randy Boyd. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Healing Courageously. And tonight I have another special guest, my <laughs> wife, the happy one between the two of us. Mm-hmm. She's the one that makes me laugh, Kathy. Um, she tries really hard sometimes to make me laugh. That's, I just keep, yeah, see, there she goes. She gives one minute smile type thing. <laughs> and I won't laugh and until she holds it for about three minutes and then I can't help but laughing. So, anyways, my wife is here again tonight. She's a, um, 
I, I've always said that there's angels on earth, and God gave me this one right here because I'm lucky to even have her in my life today. So uh, well, we've been we've we've been through a lot, haven't we? Yep. We've been through a whole lot. So um, it's all been worth it. There's... It's all been worth it. You know. So tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about our transition to empty nesters. Transition to empty nesters, and you know, it's a time of life where married couples, especially, I think they look forward to it. I know we did. You know, we look we look forward to it. I looked forward to it, but I didn't know how the adjustment was going to take place, and no. then I didn't know the emotions that were going to come with it because I think that's. You know, everybody thinks, oh, yeah, no kids, we're good. And then there's emotions that come with that. Yep. So I think that was the part that was um, more challenging. And I don't think anybody ever told me what that would feel like. So I, I kind of felt like we walked through that or I walked through it, kind of just figuring it out on my own. I think both of us did. You know, yeah. I, and I know, there's, I know there's somebody who's going to be watching this or listening to this. Um, oh, man, I can't wait just to get them out of here. I'll be happier than peas, you know. <laughs> Pigs and pigs in the mud when they get when they're gone. Yeah, well, you know, I'm sure my wife and I probably said that a few times ourselves. But it's a completely different thing when your children that you rear from you know from birth into young adulthood um, decides it's time to spread their wings and 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 they move out and they and and they they live their life which as it should be. You know, I know that the first time Kathy really struggled. And it was a long drive home from New Mexico. And I'll let her tell the story when we took our son back to the University of New Mexico, Garrett. Wow, that makes me even get emotional thinking about it. Um, yeah, so we were excited because he um, had toured the University of New Mexico. He was going to go there to play baseball, um, although he had to try out for the team. There wasn't a scholarship or anything like that, so... Um, we drove to New Mexico a couple times just to check out the school, but the time that we took him and dropped him off, um, that was hard. That was so, so that's hard. A, that's <laughs> an understatement. Um, I didn't real that like I said, the emotions that go with it, I had no idea what was coming. But uh, we drove him there, got him all situated in his dorm, and kind of living vicariously through him going to college because neither one of us went to college. Right, so right. it was kind of like, oh, we're in college too because our son's in college. And then um, we decided we were going to come home, and we were driving the 14 hours back from New Mexico back to the Coachella Valley. And I don't think I said two words the whole ride home. And I don't even know what I was thinking. I just felt this overwhelming sadness. And thoughts got through my head, like, have we equipped him? Is he going to be okay? Um that was my firstborn baby, and uh, yes, he was a boy, but those emotions were still so, so real. So we drove home, well, we drove home in silence, really. There yeah, was she not a whole lot going on. She didn't say hardly, I don't think she said two words the whole trip home, except maybe I got to go to the bathroom, and, and this can we stop and get something to drink or eat? Yeah. And I think that's about it, and it was... It wasn't even, I could just tell that no, no matter what I would say at that moment to her, nothing I was going to say was going to help her. So the best thing I could do was probably for the first time I did the right thing, kept my mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, it was quiet. Um, very, very quiet, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. So that was tough. That was a that was one of the hardest times. Um, that was the first time. You know, right. we have a couple of kids, so it, it, we, we did this a couple of times. And um, that one was the hardest 
and then how did you feel though going go go on i mean as a father it's, it's the same thing like kathy said is did i equip him good enough um i felt that i did um considering that at that point i was pretty much still drinking but it's still to this day the kids say dad you were a great dad you just had a problem for a while so you know i knew that i probably equipped him good enough for for what he was going through um the one thing that you know all our kids know is we're only a phone call away period so i mean i was i was nervous but i was excited you know and i definitely when you said living vicariously because i i Loved playing baseball. I had no support when I was going on high school. Yeah. You know, and Garrett's had a tremendous amount of support. So, you know, I was happy that he was he was going to be able to, to play play with the University of New Mexico. So, you know, at least at least for the the, the fall the fall squad. So, yeah. You know, and I um, think what helped me too is that you know we had those phone calls periodically yeah. and to hear him having fun and excelling and things that he was doing and uh, going to the college football games. I mean, all those fun things gave me a lot of peace. What I was worried about was he was the new kid on the block and things that happened in college. And he would tell me stories and I'm like, "Mm, did that happen to you, son? And he would tell me no. So I, you know, I don't know if he was telling the truth or not, or if he was just keeping me, (laughs) yeah, keeping me um, comfortable in the environment. But um, it, it was exciting, though, to hear his excitement right. Um, right. until the excitement stopped when he did not make the team. And that was devastating for me. It was devastating for him. Um, and so he, we kind of reinforced the fact that you don't stop in the middle of the semester. We want you to finish this right. semester, finish and the then semester. we'll have you come home. Right. So, uh, of course... Silently, I'm like, oh, he's coming home, yay! <laughs> Although I was heartbroken for his pain because yeah. he was he he really 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 loves the game. Yeah, there there's a story behind that too. He should have got the scholarship. Yeah, and there, there was, but you know we won't go into that. And, and um, politics, college politics, planned a lot of different things. So, um, but it was those em- that up and down emotions. Up and down emotions, mm-hmm. right? And then he did come back here though. He yeah. came back and played at COD for a while, and then went to Golden West. Then he ended up playing in uh, Wyoming two seasons, two a couple two summers, yeah, uh, semi-pro with that league. So, and he, he, when he was 22, he said that, Dad, I'm done, and you know it was tough on me, but you know what? It's his life, not mine, and he was happy, and that's all that matters. So. I think I know. I feel in my heart that we knew he was equipped when he came back yeah. home, stayed home for a little bit, and played locally. But then when he went away to Huntington Beach, yeah, that made me realize how equipped he was right. and so that gave me peace knowing that okay we did something right and uh he did well we helped him with his apartment and he did well in school right. so that that was good that was, that was, yeah that was good so but you know now here we are at home and it's just well and i think prior to that we had my my son your stepson danny he's a great kid he's, yeah. he's been very successful in his life but you know he, he was he was a little bit um he got to a point to where he was a little bit of, of a handful, I guess. Mm, no, not a handful. handful. He just he became he got that eighteen years old. He became a little bit rebellious, and and I had to play hardball with him. It was hard love, I should say, with him. You know, it was hard, really hard, but it, it paid off in the long run. We didn't know what we were doing even. No, then. we really that, he did. He was really the first one to yeah, leave the house. Yeah, exactly. We kind of like scooted right. him out of the house. Well, again, we helped him get 
situated. We don't just kick our kids out. We help them get situated. And and uh, you had clients giving so much furniture, furniture to them. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was unbelievable. And so you know he 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 loves Kathy just like his own mother. Um, well, there is differences between Kathy and his mom, but he, he treats her just like yeah. you know just like a mom. And so he's he's had a very um, good life as well. He's had struggles just like we all have, but yeah. he's, he's it's turned out that it's, he's learned a lot and he's doing really well. And then and then of course we have our daughter Alyssa. Um, that was a different season uh, for us. Uh, that was the year that in 2007, you were sober a year, um, but you ended up having gallbladder surgery and went completely septic. Went completely septic, yeah. So having, she was 18, I think she had already gotten married. Yeah, she had already gotten married, and her husband at the time was deployed. He was in the Navy, and he was already deployed. So she moved out into Navy housing. Um, and we weren't available for her at all. Randy was still in the hospital. Um, so her brothers, my sister, a bunch of people stepped up and moved yeah. her out. So by the time we got home from the hospital with you, right. she was already gone. Yeah. So it was kind of a different thing. My, our focus was really on helping you get better. Right. And uh, didn't get, I didn't have those same emotions as I did when Garrett went away to school. No, and, you know, like she's, Kathy said, I was six weeks in the hospital I was in a coma for a couple of weeks so you know they she was she was there for me but also it was you know there for the kids as much as she could be um and like she said when I got out of the hospital we came home to empty came house home to an empty house completely empty house so yeah. and that you know that's where it gets interesting because you know you know Kathy and I have had a a, a life um we've had a really good life to be honest with you but there was a couple years where things were rocky, really rocky. Yeah. And, you know, it's like I, I used to tell her all the time, we can't we can't let the flame die out. We can't let the flame die out. I don't care what we do. Let's keep We just got even as a flicker. We have to keep it lit somehow. And yeah. I, I don't know how we did, to be honest. With well, you. no, I don't either. I, well, I think what it was, it was um, unbeknownst to us. God was working in and in us at that point. Um, but I also think that we really did a lot of things as a family. Yeah. And even though, um, you know, our focus was on our kids during the time we were raising them, we did it together. It wasn't, you know, me going one direction, you going another, right. although there was some of that. Well, yeah, with sports, so it was un right. inevitable, yeah. But I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that we stayed united in as a family. Um, I can remember even after the kids were... 17, 18, 19 years old, it was Friday night, it was Red Robin family night. Well, that's right, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it didn't matter where we were. So, I really think that, that our foundation of, of a family yes, helped that. I agree. But when they were all gone for the first time, it was one of those moments where I'm like, oh, who oh, are you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, do yeah. I have to love you? Do I have to mm. like you? Where are we at? You, you know? don't have to do anything. No, I didn't. You know? But it was just interesting because we got. We, ha we learned that we had to get to know each other all over again. I'm not really all over again. Yeah. We had to get, we get, to, get to know each other in this season of our life because we knew each other in the season of raising kids. Right. Now we had to get to know each other in that season of no kids. Right, right. And learning how to um, communicate, compromise, um, trust. There was a lot of, a lot of new learning 
um, that you don't really, you do some of it in the family yeah. environment, but it becomes a deeper, intimate relationship. It's a whole other level. Yeah, I mean, that's really what it you is. You know, we, we fell in love with each other when we were just Kathy and Randy. Mm-hmm. And we had Danny on the side. I mean, he was, he was there, he but was it there. wasn't, you know, he was still part of the family, but it was Kathy and Randy. And, you know, you fall in love with each other back then. Mm-hmm. And that, that, lot, that love keeps growing and growing and growing. And then the kids come into play. Work comes into play. Like to share ourselves. All this stuff. Yeah, all of a sudden it's just not Kathy. Or it's just not Randy. It's it's Randy and the business, Kathy and the kids, Kathy and work, and and um, so it's there's a lot of different things that are attached to That's each good. one of us. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's and, really good. And, and you know, it's like <clears throat> with Garrett and, or, and and Alyssa and all the kids. Really, when it comes to to sport, I mean, like Kathy said, as a family, we did everything, and I and I ran a very successful business for 20 years out here, and I never once. Never once put my business before my family, right? And and it worked out great. Yeah, and no, we, 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 so made it, we made that yeah. we made everything a priority. Yeah, and I think that was the key to being successful in business and being successful as a family right. as well. So, but I also think the key to our success in that transition was I was sober. Oh, I, heck I yeah! I just got <laughs> I, I had just gotten sober, so. Um, you know, there was a, I was not, not only sober. I mean, sober, anybody gets sober, tr- quit drinking or using your drug of choice and you're sober. Right. But it's the recovery. Yeah, the deep, the, yeah, the deep-rooted, seated recovery where I become the person that God intended me to be, not the person that I thought the world wanted me to be or Kathy wanted me to be or my stepfather or, or pastors or, or whatever, who the, the, the man that God wanted me to be, that God created me to be, yeah. you know. And, and and so and she was on the same journey, you know, for a couple a couple Took years. Took a couple years to catch yeah, up to you, but to I catch was. Up, but, <laughs> so there was a lot we had to learn over. Yeah, we had to learn how to love each other over. I, I you know I think that do you like me? How many times do I tell you? And you I don't like you today. I mean, you know, it, it's. I think there's nothing wrong with that because and even. <laughs> I told her, I don't like you today. She goes, that's good because I don't like myself either, right? I know when I don't like me. And so she, you know, so it's, but I never fell out of love with her. Right. Never, ever fell. Even, yeah, I had an affair, okay? But I was still, those those times during that affair, I was dying. I think, yeah, I think what it comes down to, the word that keeps coming to mind is intentional. We have to be, we had to learn to be intentional towards each other. Yeah. Um, there were times when I didn't have a lot of patience for you. Right. Um, Understandable. But I had to be intentional about learning to have patience. Because right. um, sometimes that doesn't come naturally. Sometimes you don't want to be patient. Sometimes no. you don't want to do the things that he wants to do. Um, and so I had to learn to be intentional about accepting my place without kids as well. Yes. And so that was that was a little bit different. But, uh, you know, all in all, I think we all have to get there at some point. The reason that this whole subject was on my heart is is our pastors are getting ready to become not empty nesters, but their firstborn is getting ready to go into the Marines. Yeah. And so I'm watching their emotions, and it stirred up the emotions within me. And so I thought, you know what, people, there are people out there that experience this. Right. And it's real. It's real stuff. So, yeah, no, it's... Um, so we, we basically, we just kind of rebuilt on our relationship. Um, we rebuilt 
with recovery, which helped rebuild in that right, relationship exactly. tremendously. Exactly. Um, we each had our own journey of recovery. Um, we surrounded ourselves around healthy people at that point right. in our life, healthier even, than even what we had. healthy married people, And too. healthy married people, yeah. which made a big difference. And um, We walked away from people, too. Yes. We, we had we to. We left relationships that weren't healthy. Yeah, that weren't healthy, and, yes, um, absolutely. And interesting enough, I love how we've kind of gone through the the dark places and then now out to the light and even some of our friends or they're still friends I still consider friends are the parents of our kids yeah that we hung out with growing up even though we may not see them all the time or hang out with them all the time I feel like those are those really strong friendships that will never go away right and we have a few of those still and those are important to me um, because we've watched all of our kids grow up together now we're watching our grandkids grew up together. Yeah. That it, you know, those are the people that I think that if I look back in our time of family time, that they also set, help set a foundation Absolutely, as yeah. well. Yeah. So I, I appreciate all of them. I hope they're listening. Some of them are listening. Yeah, I mean, it's so, and some of those friends too, real quick, and there's one more episode we need to talk about, but it is, you know, is, and I, and I appreciate them, right? Is they, they would, her her friends would call me on my garbage. They wanted me let me get away with stuff, and you know what? It, it seems like well, it's none of their business. Well, you know what? If they see something going on that doesn't seem right, it's you know it's their business. It's like, you know, if you see a kid being beat in the parking lot, it's none of your business. No, it is your business. That's you abuse. Better up, you yeah. better speak up, yeah. right? You better speak up because that is absolute abuse. So. You know, we have to learn to be able to speak up. As her and her friends weren't mean when they did it to mm-hmm. me. No, you know, but it's just having those type of people that aren't gonna, you know, just pat you on the back are gonna call you on your BS and also your partner's BS when mm-hmm. it has when it, ha- when it has to be done in a loving way. Right. Really, really important. Yeah. So we have one other chapter right now that's happening. Mm-hmm. And actually, well, before that chapter, okay. I just want to say briefly, our daughter, because her husband at the time was in the military, moved away to Hawaii. Yeah, that's right. 3,000 right. miles away. Yeah. So I had to learn to be a mom and a grandma and a grandpa 3,000 miles away. Yeah. So that was another experience. But actually, that one was actually, I felt really strong. I felt empowered during that time because I think because I felt like I equipped her and empowered her as a mom. And so that made me feel much different than when they leave the house. What I I want to say also on this is that Kathy and I aren't needy parents. Mm. Our our kids are growing up. We did a really good job with them. We know that. We want them. It's their life. It's not ours. We don't interfere with their life unless they ask us to. And then and only then will we give whatever advice they're seeking. But other than that, we will not interfere with our children's lives. We're not that kind of a parent. So they enjoy being around us. The grandkids love being with us. Mm-hmm. Right? Even our kids love being with us. Yeah. So um, I think that's another key thing is that a lot of, a lot of parents, when the, the, the kids leave, they just keep on being, being that overly mother or overly father figure to either them. Either that or there's n- not a lot of communication. Right. It, it be, yeah, either way. Extremes. You, and I you, think that just depends on, again, the environment that that. Yes, absolutely. So what's this last little episode? Well, this, this, this last one has actually been hard on me, and that is Garrett, um, my son, and he's 
he's been my hunting and fishing partner ever since he was five years old. Um, you know, we just he's just been that 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 son, right? And I was that father to him that I always wanted growing up, and we just got this this bond going. So, you know, he he's done really well. Um, he was working for me for a while, and then when we shut the business down in 2011. He's got another job with somebody else that I know um, in construction. And to this day, that guy wishes he was still working mm-hmm. for him. But, yeah. you know, and then he moved on to the water district. Um, so, you know, we're we're really proud of him um, because he, he just, he, and he's excelling in his job. Yeah. But with this new, um, you know, when, when Newsom didn't get recalled, I'm just call it the way it is. You know, we we're all talking about moving out of the state, and Garrett decided that he was going to do it. And so he started looking for jobs, and he, he woke up one morning. He says, you know, I either got to quit looking at these jobs or I got to start applying. So about two months ago, I guess it's been now, he saw a, a job offer in, in Buckeye, Arizona, for a water district, a level three water guy. Um, he applied. Three hours later, they called him up, wanted to interview him, and within a week, he was hired. So my, wife, uh, my, my son, my daughter-in-law, Naomi, and my grandson and my granddaughter, um, they're all moving to Arizona. And they're only three hours away, so it's kind of like driving to L.A. from here, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I've been the stoic dad, you know, supporting. Both of us have been very, very supportive of this move. We, we, you know, we've been there for them. We've talked them through it to sell their house. They're having some issues, you know, with all the sales and not sales but we're, we're there for them we're, we're making sure we walk with them through it because it's a big move but about two weeks ago yeah man did i have a was i struggling it just hit me tremendous amount of sadness come over me i think when it was i think it was when he sold his house right mm-hmm. it was became like a reality reality to me and man, did I get sad. I was crying in here on my couch by myself, going, I don't know what to do. You know, I feel sad. I'm happy for him. Um, but again, it, it's like, I think we all have that one child. You know, I mean, to a mom, every child is, is like, is precious. Like, there's something between mom and child that men don't even try to figure it out. <laughs> Just, I'm going to put it to you that way. But it was tough. It was really tough. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm working with him right now. You, you know, there, something else came up this evening. And as far as getting a moving van, they're just having it's like one obstacle after the other. Has been, you know, they've been running into. So <laughs> it's like I told him, it's just how we grow, son. We work through all this adversity. He goes, Yeah, I know. He goes, We'll we'll get there. And I says, Okay, all right, we'll get there. It'll all work out for you. And Mom and I are there. We got the whole weekend, so don't worry about that. Yeah. But you're not inconveniencing inconveniencing us at all because like I was saying earlier we're there for our children you know um, and thus it's something that we you know we absolutely cannot get out of which is very rare that we yeah. you know we choose we make choices we'll be there for our children you know no matter what so you know that's that's a new one and I, I, again he's already scouting out hunting spots and you know it's a three hour drive it's, it's no big deal it's just a little bit of an adjustment it's, yeah a little we'll bit all, of an adjustment we'll so I'll adjust yeah. And, you know, and I think that's the key to this, too, is that life goes on. Yeah. 
Right. Work goes on, friendships go on, um, our kids grow and mature. And there's sometimes I look at my kids and I just shake my head. I'm like, who are these kids? Right. You know, it kind of blows my mind. And I know that we had our hand in, in a lot of that. But it is really a beautiful thing when you can sit back and just look at your kids and go, wow, look at them. Look what they've done. Exactly. Look where they're at. Look who they've met. Um, and all of our kids, they all are so different. And they all, they just know what to do. Yes. They just, I feel like they just know what to they do. Know. They, they, and they, um, it's well, a beautiful thing. And even, I mean, it's difficult when you're in it. But looking back, there are so many rewards. And it's like I told our pastor the other night when I was talking to her. I said, the relationships change as our kids grow older Absolutely. and as they mature and as they get married and they start having kids, they're still our kids, but our relationships change and they grow and they mature. And it's just a beautiful thing. So for anybody that's out there that might be listening right. and, and or getting ready to go through this, um, I promise you that heartache will heal. The relationships will adjust. Um, the relationships will grow stronger. The bonds will grow stronger. Um, it's crazy, but I talk to my daughter every single day on the way home. <laughs> I just do. Um, that's the mother-daughter relationship we have. But um, don't don't be so afraid uh, and allow those emotions, I guess, is the best thing to do. Allow the emotions. Share the emotions. You're not the only one going through it. It's not unusual. So I, that's just my two cents for it because I know I got through it. Yeah, you, you all get through it, you know. Yeah. And it's like it's, it's natural. Um, I, I, she's talking, I, for some reason, and I haven't thought about this for a long, long time, and this was said to me a long time ago. Our dogs agree, agree also, yeah. so. Sorry, we, we're not in a professional studio yet. We're, we're still in our home studio doing the best we can, yeah. but we're working. But um, anyways, I, Garrett was going to Wyoming to play ball, and I was telling somebody that I was buying material from one night that one day that, hey, I'm going to drive back with uh, Garrett to, to Wyoming and I'll take, go back to where I want to fly home. He goes, why are you doing that? And I go, I don't want him driving alone. You know, I just, you know, it's a long drive and, you know, and he said something to me that at, it, it actually upset me, but I think it's, well, anyways, what he said was, he goes, for God's sake, Randy, he goes, I was, in, I was 17 years old and in the, in, in the jungles of Vietnam fighting, mm. right? Wow. And I go, wow, man. But, you know, and that's, and, and I understand where he's coming from, but if that reflection, if that attitude is reflected onto your kids, it makes them feel worthless, you know? Just about value. A, yeah, value. I mean, there's ways you can talk to your kids about that without devaluing them and their feelings, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to drive back with Gary. It was no big deal. But I'll never forget that, that he said that to me. I was like, dang, that's harsh. I mean, yeah, you're 17 in the jungles of Vietnam fighting. You know, that was a choice that you made right. at 17. So you can't take your mom and dad with you. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't <laughs> take your mom and dad to Vietnam. No. And, you know, don't, all the Vietnam veterans, man, any, I, veteran, I, I, yeah. any any veteran, Kathy and I support you guys yes, 100%. Absolutely. You know, we're so grateful for the sacrifices mm-hmm. that you guys make on a on a daily basis. You know, you leave your families for. You know, a year or two at a time. You're not there Christmas, all that. Your kids. So, 
Uh, we're, we just want to tell you right now, we're really grateful and thank you for your mm -hmm. service. So, Absolutely. You know, so, you know, look, if, if you're getting ready to go through this, just look at it. It might be a challenge, but look at it as we're starting a new chapter in our relationship. Yeah. And it's going to get, it's going to be the best chapter of our lives. Yep. And, and it really will. I mean, like, we had to make adjustments. I was going through recovery, so I was working on myself. And now I had, all of a sudden I had us thrown on top of it. But it all paid off in the long run. Mm -hmm. It all pays off yeah. in the long run. So you got anything else you want to say? No. I oh. just think, you know, my encouraging encouraging words is that allow the feelings. They will pass. The relationships adjust. All right. The relationship with your spouse will grow stronger. Yep. Be intentional in yep. all of your relationships. And I think it'll all work out. God's got his hand in it. So just got to be intentional. And... Husbands, remember this. It's from the 11th step prayer that, you know, when this transition is taking place, mm -hmm. it's going to be harder on the wives usually than it is on us as men. Don't discount your wife's yeah. feelings. Okay? So Matter of fact, think of it this way. It's better to comfort than to be comforted. Mm -hmm. It's better to understand than to be understood. And it's better to love than to be loved. Yeah. Think about those three things right there and focus on those and watch your relationship start to blossom. Yeah. I promise you. I mean, it, mm -hmm. it's worked for me and Kathy yeah. countless times. That's so true. So, so true. So um, I think that's it for this episode. But, you know, I've got three episodes coming up. Um, this one will be released on Monday. And then the one for the 27th. It will be um, Melissa Cavanaugh, and she is the author of the book. Right here, probably cannot be here. Right here, this is a really short and sweet book called "Please Write Back." So powerful! Oh my gosh, short and powerful. It has to do with her, her mother, and addiction. Mm -hmm. So I will have her. Um, she she will be on the twenty seventh, and then the following Monday is what. Uh, Second or third? third? The third. On the third, I sh I'll be having um, Stephanie Cochran. She's a counselor. I think she's even CEO at Green Shoe Foundation where they have intense trauma workshops. And then the following week on the 11th or, or the 10th, I'll be having John Campbell, who's the CEO and owner of Casa Colima, which is a treatment facility in Texas for men. Yep. And my good buddy, Uncle Eddie, he's their, he's their outreach guy there, and he's doing a phenomenal job. So we got some good things coming up in the next three weeks, and then uh, see what happens after that. If you want to know more about what my wife and I can do for you, check out our website, changeyourlifestorynow.com. We do both life coaching, marriage counseling, and in our marriage counseling, I am Simba certified, Save Your Marriage Before It Starts. It also helps with married couples, yeah. works with married couples. And believe me, it, it's an assessment. It's not a personality test, a spiritual test, a strength. It's none of that. And it is 99.9% .9 accurate with and every couple. it's fun. It's, it's just fun. Oh, yeah. We, and we like to have fun when we do, when we do this kind of counseling. Yeah. Um, I, I, I also do marrying. We marry people. The, the marriage counseling includes the SEMBIS. And then probably about two hours, three hours worth of other counseling that yeah. we do on top of that. So you can check out our website, changeyourlifestorynow.com. 
CourageousHealers.com. And then also check out our website, CourageousHealers.org, which is our foundation, the Courageous Healers Foundation, where we help men, women, and their families heal from the scars of sexual abuse. Yep. And then also you can check out uh, uh, my books. They're all on the website. They're also on Amazon. Healing the Wounded Child Within, which every person should read. Yep, Absolutely every person, yeah. I would agree. Um, 30 Day Devotion of the Wholeness, 7 Day Challenge, and then I just put three more on there. One is, is, is Melissa's Kavanaugh's book, Please Write Back. Another one is from um, Denise Bosser. Bosser, I, I believe, Thriving After Sexual Abuse. If not, there's a review in there that I did. They're all on my website, as well as Ted Decker's The Forgotten Way and The Forgotten Way Study Guide. I, I recommend those for spiritual growth and healing a thousand percent. Yeah. They have done me just wonders. So th- those are all on the website now if you want to even check them out there. Um, I think that's, we got workshops coming up, but we don't have the dates yet. We're going to do those after the first of the year. Okay. So I think that's it. And then we will talk to you, see you on the next episode of Healing Courageously. And remember, if nobody tells you they love you today, Kathy does. Randy does. But more importantly, God God does. does. So everybody have a super blessed day. Day, evening, morning, whatever time of day it is, be blessed. They love you.
This has been Healing Courageously with Randy Boyd. We will have a new episode every Monday. Please like us on iTunes or Google Play. If you would like to know more about the services available from Randy, please visit him at changeyourlifestorynow.com. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll see you next week. And remember, if nobody tells you they love you today, Randy does.